We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you beautiful beings and my good friends. Thanks for being here with us today on Journey to Center. Have you ever wished you could help someone, heal someone, or change someone? Even bigger, have you ever wished you could heal or change the world? You're probably familiar with these lyrics from Eric Clapton's song. If I could change the world, I would be the sunlight in your universe. You would think my love was really something good. If I could, I would change the world. Years ago, when I would hear this song, it provoked a deep longing in my heart and soul. Well, today I believe I can change the world, and so can you. How? Well, that is what we're going to find out here as we spend time and have this conversation with Dr. Dane here. Dr. Here is the author of nine books, a chiropractor, and is an expert on such topics as embodiment, healing, money, and relationships. He appears regularly on radio and television programs internationally. Dr. Here teaches people to access their own awareness and knowing and empowers them to become their own advocate. Getting to where he is has not been an easy path. Dane is a survivor of poverty, child abuse, and depression. But he has discovered life tools that changed everything, and he now enjoys a satisfying and successful life free of the victim mentality and now teaches others how to make the journey from pain to power. He has a straightforward approach and empowering techniques that we are going to experience here today on Empower Radio and talk about his latest book, which I loved so much, Being You, Changing the World. So, Dr. Here, thanks so much for being here today on Empower Radio. Tammy, thanks for having me. I'm grateful to be with you. Yes, I really, really, really loved your book. I read a lot of books, but I truly did feel um, inspired, uplifted. There was an energy to it that it's hard to put my finger on. It was more of an experience and uh, just loved it. I know something you said right off the bat is that your book isn't for everyone, but for the few. I want to know more about that. I want to know why you wrote it and why you say that. Well, it's actually, it's not for everyone. It's actually for the seekers of the world, people who know there's something different, something greater that should be possible. And the people that basically just haven't had the tools to be able to create it before. Because for me, 13 years ago, I was at a place where I was literally going to end my life if things didn't change. I was one of those seekers. I was always looking for something different. And I would go to workshops. I would read books and you know, I went to, finally, I went to one weekend workshop and I'm like, yes, finally, I have the answer. And this was about my 30th workshop that I've been to. And by Wednesday morning, it felt like the world was caving in on my head again. And I said, universe, look, either my life really changes this time or I'm out of here. And I stumbled across something called access consciousness, had one session and never contemplated suicide again. But more than that, my life actually started to change. And that's what I wanted to put in this book is tools so people can actually truly create change instead of just hoping for it. Yeah, I love that. Something you said that I just, I've never heard before, but I'm going to be using this, I have to admit. There's a difference. There are cow people and there are horse people. Can you tell me more about that? (laughs) Yeah, and basically what happens for the seekers of the world, the people that are looking for change is they're the people that tend to be in constant judgment of themselves and wondering why they don't fit in, why they can't seem to do it right. 
those are the horse people. You know how horses and cows will live in the same pasture. They eat the same food. A cow is content to chew its cud and wait to go to slaughter. And horses are like, oh, I want to run and I want to play and I want to jump over that. And then I want to eat and then I want to play and I want to have sex and I want to jump over that. And those are sort of more like the seekers of the world. And it's sort of the cow people of the world that have held so many people down for so long because they don't actually have a desire for change. And what it is, is they're the ones who are in constant states of judgment of everyone else. They know they're right and you're wrong. One of the horse people of the world, you end up believing that somewhere you're wrong, but what if you're not? What if that difference that you are is part of the greatness of you? And what if it's time to stop changing the people that don't desire change? Just recognize they don't desire the same thing you do, but still create the change you would like anyway. I love that, you know, and I think I was a horse that turned into a cow, but was never really comfortable with being a cow. It's like I knew there was something more and some part of me almost like fell asleep. And I think that was the depression. And it sounds like you experienced that as well. Yeah, very similar. And I think that's what happens is, you know, we're, we're these people who have such a bright light and a vibrant spirit. And yet we see so little of it reflected in the world. Even the people who were talking about change so many times are are talking about it from a place of, I have the right answer. And for me, I never want to give somebody an answer. I want to ask them a question so they can find out what's true for them, because only in that do you really empower someone. You know, it's the difference between giving a man a fish and or teaching him to fish. It's like, what do you want to do? Give them your answer that may not work or actually show them what's actually true for them. And I think the second one is far more valuable. I say the fishing pole thing all the time. I don't want to hand out fish. I'm going to hand out fishing poles. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to connect with the people that want to be empowered and, and the seekers of the world. That's probably why I loved your book so much. I feel like we have a lot in common in that regard. Um, so you mentioned access consciousness. Sounds like it was pretty powerful. I'd like to know more about what that is. Well, basically, it's a set of tools, techniques, and information and ways of looking at the world and also processes that you can use to change anything in your life you want to change. And the thing is, it's really practical. You don't have to believe in anything. You don't have to give up anything you believe in right now. It's just the tools to, to truly create change, but not from, you know, having to go live in a cave and meditate for 30 years to get to a state of peace. It's what are the tools that you need when you look at your bank account and it seems like, you know, the balance is below what it's supposed to be. And you're like, ah, you know, or when you're driving along and your kids are screaming in the back seat, or where you feel depressed or unhappy and feel like you can't do it. We need tools in real time. And that's what I think access is, is a set of tools in real time that you can use to change the situations of life that we all have that we haven't known how to change yet. Mm, love it. Sounds like some good stuff. Something um, you talk about that I again, completely agree with, and I say all the time, you know, if we want freedom, if we want to expand our energy field, if we want to take responsibility for the world, we have to be willing to relinquish our judgment. And in fact, we need to relinquish our judgment if we want to be magical. I, I just love how you put this. So can you tell me more about why that is and, and how we can make that happen in our own lives? Yeah, it's one of the things that we're not often taught. Judgment is one of the greatest killers of magic and possibility that there is. It's one of the greatest creations of limitation there is. Anytime you make a judgment, nothing that doesn't match that judgment can come into your awareness or into your world as part of your reality. So what happens, let's say you judge that you're stupid or you judge that you'll always be poor. That's what you end up creating because... Those, those, your point of view creates your reality. Reality doesn't create your point of view. And what happens is judgment is such a fixed point of view that until you're willing to give up the judgment, 
you are, it's like putting this wall around, well, actually a set of walls around you of all this stuff. And one of the interesting things is, one of the things I found as a result of access consciousness is 98% of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions don't actually belong to you. You're picking them up like a big psychic radio receiver, which is why you know, you know, if you're in a relationship, you know when your partner's in a bad mood before they ever say a word to you when you walk in the door, you know? And what happens is, so we've actually learned to pick up so many of these judgments from other people. And so we're trying to live within the walls and the confines of all the judgments we've ever picked up as though that's how to create a successful world. And I think it's one of the reasons so many people are unhappy. Judgment's a killer. Yeah. We're more sensitive than we know, I think, because we are all connected. I think that's, Absolutely. you know, that's the bottom line, whether we believe it or not, we are. Uh, yeah, so exactly. how can we discern, um, Dr. Here, what's ours and what's not ours as far as thoughts and feelings? Well, here's a real simple exercise you can do when you're in the middle of something, let's say anger or sadness or, you know, feeling like you can't do it. Any of those things that we experience that aren't necessarily fun for us, you want to ask, okay, who does this belong to? And if it lightens up at all, it's not yours. You just want to return it to sender, whoever that is. You don't even have to know who it is. The important part is recognizing, I'm aware of this, but it's not mine. And asking you that question gives you that awareness. Who does this belong to? And then you just return it to sender. Now, if you were to do that for three days to every thought, feeling, emotion, judgment, and point of view that you had, at the end of three days, you'd literally walk around like you're in a walking, talking meditation. Sounds like that would feel pretty good. It really does. You know, I can walk through... You know, I have the fortune of traveling around the world and visiting some beautiful cities and some beautiful places, some of which are, have a lot of people who aren't necessarily the happiest in the world, you know, and I can walk through any city in the world and truly not have a thought in my head. Not that, you know, that mind chatter that used to run my life 13 years ago is gone. And this one simple tool can really start changing it for people. Yeah, I can see where it'd be really effective. I haven't tried that particular technique, but um. Rest assured, I'm going to. I think that's <laughs> really, one. really powerful. Um, you also talk, and I think this kind of, it, this goes along with what you're saying. You talk about the difference between heaviness and lightness, and you suggest following the energy of lightness for a happier, more magical life. So I want to hear more about this. Well, here's the thing. What's true always makes you feel lighter. A lie always makes you feel heavier. And what most of us have done is we've tried to take the things that are heavy and somehow make them light. And so we spend our entire lives sort of dwelling in the heaviness to, to bring lightness to it rather than recognizing if it's heavy, it's not true for me. So, for example, if you have a conversation with somebody and they say something to you and you instantly get heavy, it's because what they're saying is not true for you. It may be true for them, but it's not true for you. So if you actually want to create a life and living that truly is magical, where and when I talk about magical, I'm, I'm talking about all kinds of things, but one of the simplest is being able to ask for something and actually have it show up, you know, ask and you shall receive. What happens is if you're following the lightness in your life, magic starts to happen for you. If you're following what is true for you, magic starts to happen for you. We've just been taught that that's not a possibility. So what if instead you could go, okay, like for example, if you were debating on two different places to live, the one that feels lightest is the one that's going to work for you two different jobs, the one that's lightest or, you know, two, three or 10 different jobs or places to live. The lightest one is the one that's going to work best for you. You don't know why necessarily, but if you'll do that, if you'll follow that with the choices you have to make, 
you'll start to recognize, wow, wait a minute, I'm starting to create a life of lightness because each choice you make in lightness contributes to more lightness. <laughs> I like that. So, yeah, it, it can be an interesting transition to go from a logical head-based life to a magical heart-based life. And I think a lot of people might be afraid of that notion. Um, but, gosh, I know it sure works for me, and it sure seems to work for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And here's <laughs> the interesting thing is one of the things about fear is a lot of us think we're fearful. Like, for example, you know, you said it could be fearful to do that. But what if it's actually excitement? One of the things yes. I found is almost all the time is that that thing that I've called fear that used to run my life 13 years ago, almost all the time, it's actually excitement about what's ahead that's different. Because the seekers of the world, I'd call them humanoids, you know, the sort of different people, the, the horse people of the world are always looking for something different. They're the people who, if they do something once or do it twice, they're bored and they're looking for another way to do it, which is why they'll hold down a job for three months to six months and be bored get fired or move on, and then their family tells them they're flaky and, you know, they, they need to be more stable and that sort of thing. But that's not actually a reality for them. So when we go to the idea that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of afraid to do it, you want to ask, is this fear or is this actually excitement? And you might realize that what's actually going on is you're actually getting excited about the possibilities of living your life from your knowing rather than from all the stuff that you've been trying that hasn't actually worked. I remember having that revelation myself when I was like, but I'm afraid. What if it's just energy? What if it's excitement? You know, what if the anxiety and fear really isn't anything to be afraid of, but rather it's just my body, my energy field, my consciousness letting me know that something's afoot. Maybe it's changed, something different. Maybe it's exciting. And that has really supported me in walking through things that maybe were unknown. That's been yeah. such a wonderful tool. And that one, you know, we talked about judgment before, that the idea that it's fear is a judgment that we picked up. Anytime an energy uh, exceeds a certain threshold, easy for me to say, anytime an energy exceeds a certain threshold, we've got this judgment that it's too much and that we need to be afraid. What if we could change that and then watch the magic show up? I just love that. So you're bringing up judgment again. This is something else that I think is important to talk about. Um, it's not just relinquishing judgment of ourselves, but of others, because really everything's allowed. Everything is allowed, but we get to choose who we hang out with. So do you also believe it's vital or important to relinquish judgment of others? Absolutely. I, I say judgment's a killer no matter whether you're judging you or someone else. Because once again, if we go back to the seekers of the world, the, the non-seekers of the world don't necessarily have this as a point of view, so they don't understand it. So they'll always tell you you're wrong anyway. It doesn't matter. But for the seekers of the world, whether you're judging you or someone else, it's not going to work for you. It slows down your life. There's a, there's a really cool tool you can use when you're judging someone else for anything. And what you want to do is you want to pock and pod when you were that and when you did that. What is pock and pod? Well, pock stands for going back to the point of creation, P-O-C. Pod is the point of destruction. In other words, wherever you locked it in place in the first place, you just want to go, you know what, pock and pod, wherever I was that or did that. Because the weird part is you wouldn't actually ever judge anyone or anything else unless you had been there and done it in some way. Otherwise, you wouldn't even have a point of view about it. So right. you want to pock and pod when you were that and when you did that. Like if you're judging somebody for being selfish or if you're judging them for being, I don't know, too much or over the top. You go, pock and pod when I was that, pock and pod when I did that. And notice if it changes. Notice if you don't instantly pop out a judgment and go, wait a minute, I don't even have a point of view here. 
yeah, it wouldn't bring up any issue inside of you if you weren't projecting. I love that. Another great, great, great tool. So something else you write about a lot and I, that I love, you talk about the vibration of you. What does that mean? How can we be the vibration of ourselves? Can you tell me more? Yeah, let me give you a, sort of an example of what it's like to be you. Because I talk about being you and people are like, I don't know what that's like, you know. And basically, it's like if you've ever gone out in nature and whatever time frame it is for you where it feels like the weight of the world finally comes off of your shoulders and you can breathe and you start looking around and it's like, wow, you start noticing different colors of green in each leaf that you never noticed before because you were so buried in your life. Well, that's kind of the energy of what it is like to be you where you have space, where you have a sense of peace, where you have no judgment, from that place, you can actually start to ask for and invite anything into your life. And so one of the greatest ways of doing that is if you can just take five minutes a day and just go on that imaginary journey, or one of the things I really suggest that people do is take a half an hour a day to do something that nurtures your body and soul. Take a half an hour a day, whatever it is. And I had a a lady that I've been telling this to for about a year and a half. And she sent me a message and she said, I just want to thank you. She said, you talked about doing this a half an hour a day and I'm a mom with four kids and a husband and I didn't think I had the time. But what I did is I started waking up a half an hour earlier. I actually go out in the back and I watch your YouTube videos because they're the thing that feels like it fills me up with the most of me at this time. And she said, I've been doing this for a week now. I feel like my whole life has changed. I feel like I'm back in my life right now. So you want to find out what is it for you that when you do it is nurturing to your body and soul, do it for a half an hour a day and see what is different a week from now. Give yourself seven days to change your whole world and see how it works. Mm. I say fill up your gas tank, find your authentic shape. So many of us are running around doing the things we think we have to do that we're not um, refueling ourselves. And I think that's a, that's a beautiful, again, another tool to, to be able to take care of ourselves, to fill our gas tank, to find our authentic shape. And from there, I believe when we like ourselves, love ourselves, find our authentic shape, all that is ours can show up with grace and ease. I'm Ask def- and you shall receive. And, and really, like you said, fill up your gas tank. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's easy enough to do. We just don't often allow ourselves to take the time and the energy to do it. It's true. We got to be more important in our own realities. Yes. So you have something called an energy bubble exercise. I liked it a lot. So can you share that with us? Yes. Uh, let's do this. So, if you know, ideally you'd have a seat and close your eyes, um, feel your feet on the floor, and more, more, more there, more like that, and feel the floor against your feet. And now just for a moment, ponder, what would it be like if you woke up and had the life that you thought was a life of your dreams? In other words, what sort of aspects would you like to have in that life? In other words, like right now, what income would you like to have that you don't even think you can have? But if you had, it would make your life total ease. For some people, it's 50000 For some people, it's 100000 For some people, it's a million or $2 million. doesn't matter. Whatever that number is, Just get the energy of the way that would feel to have that and put it right out in front of you, like right out in front of your chest, if you will. Cool. Now, if you were to have relationships, like let's say you're looking for an intimate relationship to feel a certain way. If you could have it any way you wanted, how would it feel if you woke up with that and got to live with that and have that around you and have it contributing to your life? 
just get a sense of that. And if nothing were not possible, see, this is where we start to create beyond what we've decided is possible, beyond what our judgments and other people's judgments are, to what we would actually like to have and receive. Now, how would your friendships feel to you? And would, if you could let everybody out of your life right now that's currently in it go, who would you bring back? And what would the relationships with those people be? Get the energy of that also. Put that into that energy bubble in front of you. Now, would you also like to travel? Get the way that would feel to be able to have the freedom to do that, even if you don't know how it's going to happen. And this is so important. Even if you don't know how it's going to happen, this is the way we get the universe to actually contribute to us. Now, with the type of work that you do, would you like to do something that contributes to you and other people? Maybe something that changes all the time. Something that's fun for you every day and that you actually look forward to. Get the energy of the way that would be in the energy bubble too. Now, just get the sense of the way it would be to actually have that, be that, live as that, wake up with that, go to sleep with that, and have that expand over the course of the next few weeks and months and over the course of your life. Now, pull energy into that bubble from all over the universe. And the universe is a very large place. Even bigger. Pull more, 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 more like that. And what should be happening as you do is your heart actually opens up. And you don't even know why. It's just basically your connection with the universe that's actually willing to contribute to you. And this is one of the first times you probably ever asked it in this way. Now, let little trickles go out to everyone and everything who's going to help make it a reality for you that you don't even know yet. And it's that simple. I like it. Hey. It's uh, different. It's different than uh, techniques I've experienced before. Well, this yeah. is actually about, you know how they say you need to, what do they say you need to go out and get it? Well, my point of view is you need to pull it in. It's I'd like, rather attract it. It's a lot less work. Yeah, exactly. And let the universe actually contribute what it can because it wants to. We just don't ever ask. And literally, this was the beginning for me of starting to travel around the world facilitating classes. I did. Did you create a traveling bubble? (laughs) I created. I created. I created a lifestyle. I did one of these specifically to um, create what I desired as my business because I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I'd come to an access consciousness class after having the session that saved my life, and I was given this tool in the class, and I literally sat down. And it was a three-minute exercise and did exactly this thing, but just for the work aspects of it, all the aspects of work I would like and how it would feel to have it. And literally a week later, a lady calls me and says, hey, do you want to come to Texas and do a class? I was like, as a matter of fact, I do. That was in my bubble. <laughs> how and coincidental. <laughs> you know, and that was the beginning of it. So, and the thing is about a lot of these tools, they can seem so easy or seem, oh, yeah, well, I've heard that before. Yeah, but have you done it? A lot of this I hadn't heard before. I'd heard something similar, but the little twists that are on it in these, in the way we look at it from access consciousness actually makes it work, actually makes it workable in our reality. I love it. All right, I'm going to go out on a limb here. We only have a couple minutes left, but I'm going to try to put in a nutshell what I think I hear you saying, and you can correct me, refine it, whatever you'd like to do with it. Okay. It seems to me what you're saying is that in order to change the world, we need to be happy. I'm saying I have no refinement on that one. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, the world needs more happiness, not more judgmental people who are telling you what you do wrong and telling you what they do right. And I got to say, one of the things I've seen working with thousands of people in the last 13 years is their HQ, their happiness quotient, 
starts to go through the roof. <laughs> and, and I see how that leads to changes in their lives because I've, you know, I see some of them, known some of them for many years now. And I see that the happier they get, the more not only do their lives get easier and more fun, but the more people around them change and realize possibilities exist. If you truly want to change the world, just like you said, get happy. Get happy. Well, I think the world is a reflection of our own consciousness. So we don't have to go out and fight and do and be. We just have to get in our own skin, enjoy ourselves, celebrate ourselves, love ourselves, live in gratitude. And that, in turn, is what's going to change the world. I am absolutely with you there. I love that you're changing the world. And you, too. And, you know, and the thing for me is, like, we need to give people the tools that they require, you know, in the situations where they don't realize change is possible the actual tools that will create it because then, then they'll realize that change can exist and then they become this invitation for other people to know it can happen too. Well, and that's just it. You're the living example. That's what I got. Don't, don't try to teach or force or push or press or anything. Just be the living example. And then people go, how'd you do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The few people who can actually see it and actually desire that, the, the people around you that will actually be inspired are the ones, the seekers, the the seekers ones you want to worry about anyway. And you don't even want to worry about them because you don't have to. All the ones that are in judgment of you and telling you you're wrong for being different and you're wrong for being happy and all that, they're never going to get what you're talking about anyway. Don't make yourself wrong. That's okay. They're cows. We don't want to play with them anyway. Exactly. (laughs) Well, doctor here, our time is over, but I want you to come back because I think there's so many more things we can talk about. Relationships, money. There's just so many things we can talk about. So I hope to have you come back. I would love I would love it too. You're really fun to play with. And uh, to my listeners, I hope you keep coming back as well. Um, get a hold of me, TammyBPhD.com. I want to hear from you, connect with you, support, empower you. Let's just keep spiraling upward. Celebrate yourself. God bless you. Bye for now.